Welcome everybody to the Love Pod podcast. I am Dina. We are still missing Jordan. Sending our love to her. Please send your prayers, well wishes, love, whatever you got. We hope she's back soon. But today on the show is very exciting. We have for real podcast host, one of the almost pickup artist uh, candidates, guest of the Tyra Banks show, and associate producer for Ginger Girls, The Secret Lives of Redheads, Mr. Devlin Wilder. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dana. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank um, you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I know you were really active uh, on the picket lines and as an advocate for the strike, uh, for the SAG after strike. So congratulations on the end of the strike. Thank you. And uh, negotiations. How did how is that going? Well, uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> I gotta yeah. tell you. You know, we spent 118 days out on the line. Sure. Anyway, I was out there as many times as I could. We we got our deal now. How does that impact the reality TV industry too? Not much because okay. reality TV, although pretty much all of them are scripted, uh, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit more yeah. with Bridezilla's later, but they're all scripted, but they all they are not WGA writers. So okay. that that didn't have that's okay. a different contract, that's a different situation for the most part. That, I mean, that's, that's good for us. That's why there are even more of them now than ever before. And they will that continue to be more. Uh, yeah. Reality shows, game shows, variety shows like AGT, um, okay. singing competition shows like Idol and The Voice and things yeah, like that. That's interesting. They're, they all work on a different kind of structure, so they're not effective. Sure. Let's get into your podcast. Tell us about For Real. So it's faux real, F-A-U-X. There are, there are topics and situations and conversations that are sometimes really hard to have. Uh, there's a lot of really weird, strange, odd WTF things happening in the world pretty much always now more than ever before. And there's a lot of things that just make you say, is that for real? And that is the show. That is that is the show, and I like to have, you know, dynamic, positive, fun, artistic, creative people on the show, and you know that does tend to. Uh, I do have a lot of names on the show for sure. Um, you do. Yeah, and I've had some really, really amazing luck with that. I've had Danielle Pinnock from Ghosts on the show, who was also. Uh, co-starring with Eddie Murphy and Candy Cane Lane, which I think comes out on December 1st on Netflix. By the okay. way, we can talk about all of these projects now since we have the... Yes. Uh, we have, we got, we, we got to the end of the strike, so uh, all all is green. We're all... Awesome. All, all is kosher. Um, so I, I definitely, I always want to promote Danielle because she is, a, she is just, she's a fantastic actress. She's my friend. Uh, she is a positive light for all the world, and I want her to star and be in all of the things. Anyway, she was on the show. I've had uh, comedian Veerdas on the show, who has like four Netflix specials. Um, I had um, I had Tiffany on the show. You did just have one Tiffany name on the show. 
I did. Icon. That's right. And uh, my my uh, one of my my first crushes. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I gotta tell you, I'm all about those redheads. And uh, you We're know, talk she. About that later. <laughs> I bet we are. All about those I bet we are. I bet we are. Yes, yes, yes. Tiffany, uh, Tiffany was so fun. I actually interviewed her upstairs at the Whiskey A Go Go. I, it was a, it was a whole thing. I've been going back and forth with her management for months and months, maybe a year. I don't know. And I got a random after you know going back and forth forever and not hearing anything. I got a random email saying, hey, would you like to talk to Tiffany at the Whiskey A Go-Go at her, you know, after her concert? I was like, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was a very short interview. I would have liked for it to be a full interview, but we we chatted for like 15 or 20 minutes, you know, and and she's she's just a delight. She's still recording and releasing music. I think she's releasing some Christmas music this year. So very cool stuff. It was it was great to talk to her. But yeah, you know, Faux Real is just uh, much like with you on, on your podcast. You get to talk to a lot of fun people. Yes. Uh, have some very, very in- it's awesome, right? It's, yeah. it's just, it's a fun time. It's something that you can mold and make it your own, right? You know, I'm a one man band with my podcast. I do all of the things, you know, I book the guests, I record it, I have to make sure all the buttons are pressed. So- the record light is on, which is, yeah. there was one time. <laughs> oh my God. Did you have to redo an interview too? We Listen. Do that. But I did want yep. to ask you, you had the host of Guys I Fucked on your show. I sure did. And I am so jealous. We used to do more dating and relationship talk. We've kind of mm. just gotten straight into reality TV. I listened to the interview, but what was that like? Because I, oh my God, that podcast is so fun. Okay, I'm going to give you all the dirt right right okay. here, Dita. Spill I'm going to I'm going to give it to you. So, Corinne and Christina are just absolute freaking delights. They they are they are no holds barred, just hilarious. They're both hilarious. Everything they I mean, you know, they could they're those types of people that they could read the phone book and I would be, you know, spilling a gut <laughs> from laughter. Now, Going in, going into faux real, and I'm not going to go into the whole backstory because it's it's long. It's a long backstory, but okay. essentially, it was uh, faux real came from an offshoot of another podcast that I started uh, yes. after leaving a previous podcast, which was the Friend or Faux Show. That show was recorded at Sunset Gower Studios, very nice studio, very fancy pants. Very cool. And we actually pulled pretty good numbers, not armchair nice. expert numbers, but pretty good for a low level, no, no names, you know, who the hell are these guys podcast. A lot of our audience from that show somehow rolled over sure. to my podcast, yeah. which was great. And that's how I got Beardos on the podcast. That's that's the only thing that I can figure out is the is how I got Virdas. When I had Christina and Corinne on, I was recording at the Nerdist Studio in Meltdown Comics. Oh, Legendary. Nice. That's awesome. Legendary Studio. Exactly. 
So you have so much experience with the industry. And we were talking a little bit about your stories. You've got some crazy stories. And I want to hear your casting experience with the pickup artist. Sure. So the pickup artist, of course, was a series created as a spinoff of the book, The Game. Uh, oh, yeah, I which don't was... think everybody knows about that show. It was really big when it came out. Yeah, maybe give like a little breakdown of what the show is about, too. Sorry. So essentially, they bring in, you know, uh, a group of, uh, as we'll get into with, with Tyra later, dating disasters. Yes. Uh, people who are just, uh, you know, real, uh, real heels about, <laughs> about in dating and, uh, mystery yeah. is the guru who leads them on these dates and gives them, puts them in scenarios, which is essentially immersion therapy to push them to push their limits and get them out of, out of their box and uh, help them to see their own potential dating people who would otherwise be completely out of their league. Now, the whole casting process was one of the weirdest I've ever encountered. So they- I would think so. It was super weird. I understand now that this tends to be sort of the norm with these kind of reality shows. So they- Flew us out and put us up in this very nice hotel. So this was one of the first times that I actually got to be out here in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. We essentially were quarantined in our rooms for a week. Mm -hmm. While every, every day or every other day, a producer would come in with like paperwork, video kind of things sure. like Was you were like doing like a sexual harassment kind of thing yeah exactly okay. lots of lots and lots of questionnaires paper and videos but we were all separated from each other and we couldn't interact with each other because they yeah. wanted us to should we be cast they wanted us to build those interpersonal relationships right. on the show i was getting paid to hang out in a hotel room for a week which otherwise would would be a really cool vacation, except I couldn't leave. You know, I had, of course, there was a bathroom there in the room and all that, and we could order whatever time? we wanted. I wa I watch TV top to bottom. I I mean I <laughs> I I watched every game show as as seen a million episodes of Prices Right. Of course, I was texting friends to let them know. I was know, wondering and, if you had your phones. It seems yeah. like either. It's all or nothing. Either you get your phone during the casting process or t they take like everything away. Yeah, so but we had can. to be, we couldn't, the one thing was we couldn't be on social media. We couldn't okay. be, we couldn't be posting anything publicly at all. So sure. I could, I could send uh, text messages and some, and, and all that kind of thing, but I couldn't post anything publicly. And in fact, part of that contract they wanted us to do and I was uh, very open that I was not cool with this, is that they wanted us to delete all of our social media or at least make okay. it private and visible for the entire time of production. But they okay. really pushed us to, like, the producers wanted me to delete my Facebook because I had, you know, a whole history on there. I was like, I ain't yeah. doing that. It ain't happening. 
get bent. <laughs> you so know, you I think that's part of why you didn't make the final cast. No doubt. No. Uh, yeah. But I was I was very upfront with them uh, from the beginning, even before they flew me out. That I said, you know, I'm very attached to my social media profiles, especially Facebook. I know a lot of people are moving offsides from Facebook. You know, I have a whole Facebook family. I wasn't going to do that. Forget about it. Yeah. Um, okay. I I was paid for being there, and I could order. Anything I wanted from room service, which I did. So I was going full home alone in there as much as humanly possible. (laughs) I ate so many pancakes, stacks of bacon. I mean, it was awesome. Nice. And then you kind of, that experience is similar to, I would imagine, what you have with the Tyra Banks show as far as dating goes. What was that like? Because you dated women from The Bachelor, right? Dated is pushing it. We, we were sent on, I was involved in dates which with women from The Bachelor, none of whom were interested in me in the least. There okay. was no attraction. There was no chemistry. I had an earbud in the entire time where um, Ooh, personality nice. Hal Sparks was giving me very bad dating advice, things to say <laughs> on this date. And I had to say them because the producers were like, you know, cueing now, me from did behind. Did the women know that you had these lines? They, they must had to have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was more for the audience. I think it was like yeah. it was kind of like a undercover thing, but sure. it was all pretty cheesy. I I was a mess uh, in two thousand five. In Weren't fact, I was a mess until about half an hour ago. So, the the women were unbelievably beautiful. They were gorgeous. Oh, sure. You know, it it was. I I don't know. Do you're a reality expert, so of course you. I'm sure you have lots of bachelor. Oh, back in that day, I don't watch it as much now, but back okay. in that day, I could tell you every single cast member. I could tell you, like, their professions on their bios. Not so much now, but who who were the cast that you dated? Okay, so maybe you'll know. So it was Anitra. Okay. It was Sarah Welch. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, who is now a very prominent uh, real estate She's in that real is estate. such a that is like the transition for Bachelor Nation. Like if you're not going to stay in the reality TV world, you obviously have a very outgoing personality, so you go into real estate. Even Ari, who was the Bachelor, um, I think he did real estate before anyway. But he is based here. Uh, well, not here. He's in Scottsdale, and I actually went past his office just to see if he might. He was not there, uh, but I wanted to see if him and Lauren were, were there. Um, they were not. Very sad, but Dang it. yeah, real estate is like the transition from Bachelor Nation for sure. Yeah, Sarah and then uh, Tina, Tina Panos. I remember it's Tina, but I don't, I don't think it's the same last name. But so you went on these dates. It wasn't, but it wasn't anything insane, right? It wasn't like anybody was really awful to you or villains or anything like that. No, but the entire episode was pretty much set up kind of to make fun of me because they talked me into, you know, the producers talk to you about all sorts of things and they try to lead you in certain directions. You know, that's how reality shows work. 
And one of the things they got out of me was that I, you know, had gone to the Superman celebration in Metropolis, yeah. Illinois, a number of times and dressed up because that would that's what you do. Grew up in Southern Illinois and okay. I uh, wouldn't be able to go to a Comic-Con until I got here to Los Angeles many years later. I dressed up as a number of different characters, including Superman. So they anyway, were setting you up for they like, set me up, edit. and they Not talked to me. Like nerd edit. Bingo! Mm-hmm. So they talked me into bringing my outfit, and then they did some very, some very, very embarrassing edits. You know, putting that into the show. You take it in stride, and you're an actor too. Yes. So yes. you just have to look at it as like part of your real. You know, that's not who you are, but that's who you were for the show. Do you feel like, did you have any interactions with Tyra? And do you feel like she influenced that at all? Because she, I got to say, she's not my favorite in the history of reality TV. And you're right on the money. I had exactly that experience with her. Now, I will say, (laughs) we'll preface this by saying I did have a blast on the show. It was super fun. Generally, you know, meeting and interacting with Tyra was was great and fine, but she uh, she does have a temper, and uh, if you if you strike that match, um, the whole building is going up in flames. And uh, at one point, she she was having a lot of trouble with the teleprompter. Maybe okay. it was she was just having a day. I don't know. Now she read the teleprompter wrong several okay. times in a row. And the producers were giving her no notes. She was self-directing herself to correct. And she said something. I corrected her. She tired. She tired. I corrected her on reflex. I would not have said it had I caught my brain getting ready to push (laughs) the words out of my mouth. But it did. And that was the most tense moment of my life. Because she gave me the Tyra stare. My eyeballs started melting in their sockets. I mean, she did. I was already, we were fully into taping. And she wasn't going to like kick me out or anything. It was just like, you saw every, every crew member in the room be like, go in full gasp mode. (laughs) She was not rooting for you. And that personality kind of seems similar to what we see on Bridezilla's. You know, going full meltdown. Well, not full meltdown while you're recording, but definitely having a personality, let's say, a quirky, to put it mildly, personality. Uh, What was your experience like as a PA on Bridezilla's? It was also fun, but pretty wild. And in true reality show style and very much to Bridezilla style, the producers were handing that poor bride. They made her a monster. She was a very sweet, contained, calm, professional woman. Very, very cool. She was like saying hello to everybody and introduce herself to me. And the producers like, you gotta, you gotta be vicious. You gotta, you gotta really like, they, they were feeding her lines and just made her maleficent, you know, (laughs) I mean. So she, they're not really like that in real life. I can only speak to the bride that was on my episode because that's the only I only worked on one single episode because they happened to be shooting in Belleville, Illinois, which was, you know, 
pretty close to me. And okay. Bell Vegas, as we call it, Bell Vegas. And um, I had a good time working on it. Yeah. Uh, that was my very first time being a PA, being a paid PA. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in an official capacity. I thought it was cool. It was it was cool to be on set and yeah. working with that crew. The crew was great. The crew was very professional and, you know, very quick. But that poor, that poor bride, I felt very, very bad for her because she they made her look awful in that episode. Oh, no. And she really wasn't. She was she was very sweet. Well, that's I guess disappointing to hear because you want to you want to think that there are really people that obsessed with their weddings. And I know I've seen so many episodes of the show where I'm like, oh, my God, you cannot really be that awful in real life. You cannot care this much about a flower or a chair. So maybe <laughs> some of them are. It, the concept had to come from somewhere. And I want to skip around a little bit um, because you've, you've had so many incredible unique experiences and i know we're not going to get to them all okay so sex sent me to the er and outrageous 911 now not traditional reality shows but definitely along those lines obviously heavily scripted but tell us the real tea i mean are those stories really what they appear to be on tv as you may imagine uh they are <laughs> they are almost always at least partially manufactured the producers okay. have a lot of input to those stories mine was completely made up it was completely made up i have a friend who uh who wrote for the show and our connection indirectly got me on the show they made up a story for me i okay. had you know i had a phone call with a producer and we we talked about concepts and they said would you like to do this and i said that's pretty weird sure let's do it <laughs> let's go for it have you seen clips of the episode do you do, yeah. not of the episode but i've seen okay. i've seen clips of that show before as i'm going down the rabbit hole of youtube and it, if you haven't seen these shows especially sex sent me to the er it is just please please do me a favor <laughs> and watch like five minutes of any episode it yep. is ridiculous and i love it i mean i love cheesy tv so right along those lines what was the weirdest thing to reenact among those shows i did none of the reenacting they had they had reenactors uh being myself and my partner so okay. they hired oh, you some actually played the the couple i i okay. was the i was okay. the patient yes uh, I, I was, I was the sexual emergency. Oh That's uh, yeah. Wait, that is the reenactor. That is the reenactor. No, oh, the real I, life couple. The, the real, real the, couple, re the real, the real air quotes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for your listeners, we were both doing air quotes at the same time. Um, yes. So I, myself and my partner did the on camera interview and then they hired the reenactors uh, this very alternate universe, much better looking dude uh, <laughs> to play me. And, um, <laughs> and so the story, the story that I was given is that essentially I took some Viagra 
and it swelled me up like a oh no, balloon animal. Oh no, I did see that episode. I did see that and episode. Got my wee willy winky stuck in the uh, in in a doorknob hole. <laughs> they had to cut me out and take me to the ER with a you know a block of door yeah. on my guy. And uh, it it was a really really fun story that they that they made up for me, and I I I had a total blast. You did see it. I did yeah. see that episode. I'm trying Believe it or not, to laugh too loud because laugh. Yeah, it's hilarious. No, that's it, that's what it's, it picks up. So it I didn't actually happen. I'm not embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> I I know I know. And oh God, guys, I hate to say it, it's all made up. None of it it's is all made real. Up. Well, I mean, maybe some of it is real, but most of it is is not real. Do you have any tips? Because not even actors just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, I gotta, you, I gotta know you. Got but you got me. So many. We run a Love Is Blind fan group on uh, Facebook, and a lot of people want to get on these shows. Most of them genuinely want to find love. It's not like you know they're not trying to break into the industry or anything. But do you have any tips? Not obviously not for sex sent me to the ER, but like for people wanting to break into these industries and, and obviously having gone through an extensive casting process for the pickup artist, how they can get, how they can stand out and how they can even find their way onto these shows. You really just have to be vulnerable. You have to open yourself up to really, they want, the producers really want a story. They like love is blind. They want to find out that someone is a virgin. That's a that's a big huge deal. Yeah. That's that is good TV, buddy. That's gold. that's gold. So if you which have, he wasn't even again not real. He wasn't even. Is that what happened? I don't know. I've only seen. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is news to me. I've only watched scattered episodes. I get okay. I don't know. It's. He was a virgin from the time he got to set <laughs> until, I mean, like he hadn't had sex. Really? His time the... on Love is Blind. But prior to that. So technically, again, air quotes, you can call him a virgin oh, for that period of time. Everybody's a virgin at some point in their at life. At some point. Yep. I was a late bloomer, guys. So, um, so be, me too. It's okay. It's okay. It is. You know, that's that's fine. Then now we're getting way off the rails. I don't even know how that, we got there. That's that's what um, your your show and mine are all about. That's uh, just just, <laughs> just coming you know, off the rails. That, that caboose flying um, right off. And I'm trying to make these transitions easy, but there's no there's no good way to get into this next one. Go for uh, it. Am, you are currently single, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. So you've been on some bad dates, I'm sure. I don't know if you, have you used any dating apps? I've used all the dating apps. Okay. What was your worst LA dating story, either from an app or off, you know, off in IRL? No, I so I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Uh, I'll share mine. I'll share mine. Yes, please. And then you think about yours. Okay. So I recently had to relive this for some interview. I don't remember why, but I again, like you, have been on all the dating apps, have gone through the single scene. I've done it here in Phoenix. I've done it in Orlando. In Orlando, uh, I met a guy online. He was a veteran. And I only say that because it is relevant to this story. 
I always try to do something like quick and casual in case I want an exit plan. So we met at this restaurant called Bahama Breeze, had a drink or two, had an appetizer, and it was going really well. And he had tickets to a hockey game after, so he invited me to go. And tip number one, always take your own car. I was an idiot back in the day. I thought I was invincible unintentionally. We took one car. We took his car to go on the state. I love minor league hockey. It is so much fun if you've never been to a game. So I was so excited because this was my first time going to, shout out to Orlando Solar Bears, my first time going to a Solar Bears game. So they have this part where they, you know, they acknowledge military veterans and current service members. And he does that thing. Nobody's paying attention, by the way, to him. Nobody's like, you know, they're just clapping politely for everybody standing and loudly. No, 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 I'm not gonna stand up. I don't need recognition for my service. It's okay. And so now everybody around him is looking no. and I'm kind of sitting there, oh, like no. trying to hide my face, like, you know, tilting away. I'm not with you. I'm not with you. And so, you know, they make him, okay, stand, like, stand up, stand up. Sure, go ahead. And he does the, I'm so humble. No, no, of course. no. And then claps for himself. What? Now, and that was just like, that was the least worst part of this date. It goes oh my God. further downhill. They had uh, some of the players signing autographs in the intermission, like some of the retired players were in this line. And it's a long line. There's a lot of people that want to get autographs. There are so many children in this line and you can see them up front. They're so sweet. They're so excited. And he is getting pissed that it is taking so long to get through this line. Now, we are probably oh, like no. the only solo adults, no children in this line. So, yeah, let the kids have fun. If we don't get to the line, whatever. Like, I don't even know who these hockey players are. He probably didn't know who they were. He's too obsessed with himself to care. And he is visibly and verbally getting loud and obnoxious about these kids taking too long to meet their idols so now oh, i'm man. like i really just want to go home I, I had friends at the game i'm texting them like this is terrible this is terrible i just want to leave and they're like come sit with us but i at the time didn't know how to gracefully exit uh these scenarios so i'm like no i'll just go through the date it'll be fine so we go to leave and I was pretty familiar with the area. I spent, I've worked down there. I spent a lot of time down there. And he, he made a wrong turn. And it is, the stadium is in like a very borderline area where if you make the wrong turn, it, it's not safe. It's not the worst of the worst, but it's, you really shouldn't go that way if you can avoid it. But if you go to the right, you're back at your parking area. You're at where like all the bars and restaurants are. So we went the wrong way. And I'm like, hey, we got, big parking garage to the right that's where we're going and no 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 we're going this way I'm like we really don't want to go this way it's going to be trouble I don't want to get into you know any kind of scuffle I don't fight I run <laughs> fight or flight freeze I either freeze or I fly oh wow and he of course being the uh personality that he is starts screaming somebody want to mess with me let's go i'm gonna make this left turn i don't care you can't f with me and I'm like, oh my oh god my god i'm gonna die i'm gonna die there's no way out of this now i don't have my own car uber did not exist at the time orlando does not have a taxi service that just drives around the area we go and it gets worse it gets worse so then we get in the car and he um he reaches over for the 
the glove compartment. And he's like, you want to see why I don't care and nobody's going to fuck with me? And he pulls out a gun. Oh, no. I was hoping that wouldn't be it, but it's it. Oh, God. I'm going to die. Like, this is how... This is yeah. how you get on Dateline. I am gonna, they're good. I'm gonna have lit lit up a room and had a smile that that brightened everybody's day. Like I am gonna die, and so he put it back in the glove box. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But he's getting worked up as he goes through this. So I'm like, he's going too fast. We're on the highway to get out of, you know, to jump out of the car. So I put my knee up against the glove box. So at least I would have some kind of a fight. If nice. he tried to get in there, because what are you going to do? Like at yeah. that point you're trapped. And I keep thinking, you know, true crime, never let them take you to a second location. And now he's got to take me back to my car, but he did. Thank God. I was oh. safe. And then he called me for a second date. Of course he did. What? Yeah. In what world? In what world? Men. <laughs> oh, so that was my worst dating experience. Hopefully that gave you enough time to think of your worst date. That long, drawn-out story. Uh, no? Nothing? That was awesome. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> well, it just, I mean, I mean, they're just, listen, a lot of them I have blocked out. Because I've just been, there was a woman that I met doing audience work. Uh, she was a coordinator, you know, audience coordinator. And she, uh, wow, she was beautiful and electric during a phone call which i thought was leading into uh, <laughs> uh some what some very some very into? spicy stuff um uh actually ended up turning into a fight uh oh. wherein she said she didn't want to see me anymore because essentially i i was still doing audience work sometimes and because she was a coordinator, she didn't want to, like, oh, God, you know, come on. have the, <laughs> have that mixing. Uh, and I'm like, it's a, you know, it's a job. Like, who cares? Like, yeah, it, it doesn't even matter. Show. Probably not even going to see you on set anyway. It was, you know, lots of stupid stuff like that. Um, I don't have any harrowing stories like yours. Okay. I wish I, I wish I did. Um, there, there was also uh <laughs> I will share with you there was a uh there was a time with with an ex where we were we were going at it pretty strong and broke the bed and when I lifted when I lifted up the mattress and I had to <laughs> my my mattress is very heavy so I had to like prop it up with like a curtain rod and uh -huh. I'm under there trying to fix one of the the stabilizers which is which is wooden. I know I need and to get a different bed. I need to junk stuff in the bed and ended up on sex. An all new episode. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was using super glue, so I put on I put on the only this glove is that a I bad recipe. It's it's already bad. It's already bad. I put on the the only glove I could find, which was like a cloth glove. I should have put on a work glove, but I couldn't find a work glove. So I put on this, you know, white cloth glove to give me a barrier, but it's cloth. wasn't uh, yeah, wasn't yeah. using the old brain pan where I should. And so I'm also I'm down like this, you know, scrunching under under the bed in a very peculiar manner and trying to get it just just so so it would fit. And of course, the curtain rod started to fall and the mattress was like pushing down on me. 
So I not only misplaced the super glue, but it like squirted all over all over my hand on the glove. To be clear, this was the super glue. The super glue stuck. Yes, <laughs> stuck the glove uh, to my finger, and my the person I was dating at the time is a doctor. Convenient which timing. Should have been a good thing, oh. but she was actually. Maybe she was just like a little, you know, overwhelmed or something. I don't know. But, but again, she's a doctor and she uh, told me all the wrong things. Uh, like to, she's like, what are you going to have to do? What she suggested was to take a nail file because it was okay. it was glued to my finger nail right. file and and like scrape off the cloth. But I was like, no, that's going to freaking scrape off my skin. I'm going to have yeah. a. So instead, I filled a cup with soap water and I just doused my finger in the soap water and that very slowly released it and removed okay. the glue. So Experts it was, it was, it was all, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty wild. It was pretty all wild. right. That's pretty bad too. I mean, both can result in catastrophic injury. Both stories. Yeah. Do you watch reality shows? I do. I'm pretty selective about the ones that I watch. My okay. very favorite one is The Circle. I've seen every episode of every season. Yeah. Of of the English you have some version. Crushes. And I've I really do. I really <laughs> do. Uh uh and Too Hot to Handle as well. I I have I've yes. watched I definitely have some crushes on that show. Wow, wow, wow. And it's great. Crazy. You heard it here first, probably. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> from Devlin. The Circle season yeah. six and seven have been picked up and are coming. You know, again, the producers are looking for something really juicy. They want to they want to pick up on something that has happened to you that they can uh, that they can really uh, use to their advantage. Uh, yeah. Use 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 to get viewership. Um, of course. The Circle is great, though, because they all all of the stuff that happens with the producers on that show most of it happens pre-tape so okay. of course they have to interact with you uh, a little bit throughout the process to make sure you know that everything is streamlined and flowing but it's not so much like bridezillas or like okay. um, a lot of the others they're talking at you yeah. all the time I would think. Again, I haven't done the show. So maybe I'm totally wrong and that's completely incorrect. I, I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. Air quotes. <laughs> we never want to get sued. So if anybody's listening right. to these shows, it's right. all alleged. It's all speculation that we've heard online. We quote our sources. And if you have a problem with that, please see them. <laughs> we, we share them at the end of the show. Okay. I love it. And, um, and I also I I have to add while we're talking okay. about it uh, while we're while we're on the circle and too hot to handle um, I saw uh, Christine O'Banner uh, from okay. Too Hot to Handle in person I was working a leasing assignment uh, I I won't say where but she came in to inquire about you know uh, leasing at that community okay and I got to tell you. Folks, anyone that's listening, if you think she is beautiful on the show, she radiated so much 
energy uh, standing in front of me. I mean, I Did you face? if you would have if you would have laid me on uh, an iceberg, I would have melted the whole thing. Uh, it was just, you know, her hair was way out uh, and it looked absolutely magnificent. Christine, if you are listening or watching, please, please do, please do. So uh, yes, please tag her and let her know that I am thinking about her because uh, she is. Uh, I would, I would love to take her out on a nice date. I, okay. I don't believe she is currently dating anyone. Um, so let's get you a date with Christina. Manifesting. Manifesting. Yes. Put it out into the universe. You just never know what's going to happen. Okay. So we'll wrap here with uh, telling us about your projects you have going on and whatever you want to promote. Cool. Thank you. So yesterday, I actually appeared as a contestant on Person, Place, or Thing, which is a uh, 20 questions like game show uh, hosted by Melissa Peterman, who is the sweetest and loveliest. And so that, that episode aired yesterday. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, uh, I, it's probably fine because this episode will come out, you know, I mean, you know, if you've watched it, you've watched it. So I, I went up against this guy named Pete who on my show, on my episode, was his 12th straight win. His 12th straight episode, uh, you know, being on the show. And boy, I got, he was, uh, he was, he was a monster. Uh, not, he's a very nice guy. I mean, he was, he's definitely a power player. He should be on Jeopardy next. Anyway, so person, place, or thing. Uh, it'll be airing in various markets probably for the next several days. Also, you can see me very briefly as part of the Amish Choir in the eight-time oh. Emmy-nominated Weird, the Al Yankovic story, which you, which is now everywhere. You can see it uh, on the Roku channel. Love you him. can also see it on digital and streaming on all the places. And it is also releasing... Uh, you can get your physical copy also from all of the places now, um, which is, uh, which is going to have a bunch of very cool special features. And I can't wait to get that in my hands. Uh, the other things that, that I have coming up, I know one of them you were going to touch on. We, we've kind of gone long with this, but so right now that, that is, those are all the things that I can talk about. Uh, that is it for part one of our interview with Devlin Wilder. Please stay tuned. We will have the next episode up right after this. Thank you so much for tuning into the Love Pod. We love you. If you love us, please like, subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review. If you don't love us, please do nothing. And check out Devlin Wilder's podcast, Faux Real, F-A-U-X on wherever you get your podcasts and look them up on social. Where can we follow you on social? On all the places at my name, Devlin Wilder, D-E-V-L-I-N-W-I-L-D-E-R. Awesome. Thanks again, Devlin. We will see you for part two. And remember, everybody, we love you. We are back with Mr. Devlin Wilder of The Pickup Artist. The Tyra Banks Show, for real podcast, obviously, F-A-U-X. And uh, we're going to start talking about Ginger Girls today, The Secret Lives of Redheads, which you associate produced. This is part two of our interview with Devlin Wilder. 
So, Devlin, let's just roll right in and talk about Ginger Girls. Absolutely. So, Ginger Girls has has not been shot yet. It is it is a documentary about women with naturally red hair, and uh, it is a creation of producer director Alexia Flora. We have been friends for a number of years. We've worked on a number of projects together. And this is something that uh, has been very close to her heart for many years and is now very close to my heart. And uh, we are gradually gathering our gingers to talk to you and uh, things that we're going to do with the project. And we're very, we're very excited about it and, you know, ready, ready to, she, she uh, has shot various footage for the documentary and various interviews. Um, we are in process. We are always working on it in some capacity. Sure. And I'd love to tell you when that's going to be coming to your eyeballs and the film festivals. I don't have that information here right now, that's but okay. hopefully, hopefully the over notes. the next yeah, hopefully over Whenever the next year or so, it will be hitting the And we'll the have you back, shows. and we'll be able to talk about it then. Great. Why gingers? Why why specifically redheads? That is a question for Alexia. You'll have to okay. have her on the show. Well, you did. We would love to. You did mention you have a thing she would love redheads. To. Yes, I do. <laughs> now, are yes. you still looking for gingers, either for the show or in your personal life? Both, yes. Um, I, I will tell you, I, I have had a lifelong crush on Drew Barrymore. Uh, she is no longer a redhead, but she is a redhead in my heart. And uh, I, uh, I was actually, uh, I, I dropped by the Krusty Fourplex in L.A. Uh, for Polly Shore's podcast. Okay. Um, this was oh, now a few years ago. Clip. I saw that clip. We'll talk about that too. I don't have it in my notes, but let's talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty wild. It was, it was wild. Uh, Polly is definitely a very interesting personality and he had essentially invited me over because I was in contention for being his new podcast producer. And, okay. uh, I did not get the job, but uh, I did uh, do some rolling round on his bed. You can find the video if you want. It's it's pretty it's pretty stupid and silly and uh, you know. Uh, but anyway, while while that was part at, of the interview, I mean, it became part of the interview. It wasn't really <laughs> we the the professional interview was really off camera, and we we had a chat about a number of things. The bit that appears in the video is just something really random. Uh, I was not aware that I was even going to be on camera at all. Oh, That's something okay. that he decided to do for funsies. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think and, that is uh, like an I, unofficial interview thing. Like, can you on the fly roll with the punches? Right. That's what it was. Is he that ridiculous in real life? Yes. 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 Absolutely. One hundred percent. I didn't know if it was just a bit for video, or he was high, or <laughs> what led to that. Uh, it could have been all the things. I I don't know. That's the first time I had ever met him. First time I obviously had ever been in his house. Uh, it was all a lot to take on. Um, you know, 
the reason I bring it up uh, in reference to Drew Barrymore, because I don't know if you saw, but he very recently proposed to her yes, on her talk show. I'm so sorry. And I'm so uh, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I I appreciate it. I appreciate that because we actually talked about Drew at his house uh, off camera. And I I told him, I shared with him a story about the first time that I had met her, which was actually backstage at The Tonight Show when Jay Leno hosted. Uh, That's a story that I will share with you off camera because it's it's a very fun story, but it's very long. And... um, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I shared with him that I would love to take her out and love to date her. And here we are, uh, you know, a few years later, and he's proposing to her uh, on right on her show. And I'm sure he doesn't remember. I'm sure it's, it was just, you know, he's talked to a million people about a million things. And I'm not bitter at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> this could be your big moment where you can swoop in and save her. From a life of... Listen, Dina, if you can get the message to her producers uh, to... uh, I can't even get the message out to anyone. I mean... You had Joey on the show. We did have Joey on the show. How cool was that? Oh, my God. He was so sweet. Pretty cool. My mom was going to... Joey from the circle. I thought my mom was going to either lose her mind or try and propose on my behalf. Joey is like 12 yeah. years younger than me. I love him. He's a beautiful person inside and out, but you know, not was not meant to be, but my very Italian mom uh, bonded with him very quickly. And that was, I think I should try to have her back on the show. Cause I think she really, that was, that episode was very listened to. And of course, because of Joey, but I think mama Rick's also um, fangirling had a, a lot to do with it. So shout out mama Rick's for helping us get some numbers there. Uh, she is very entertaining, and that was very cool. But, yeah, Joey uh, is very kind, and RJ, his manager as well, RJ Thorpe. So we do have, like, a teeny, teeny bit of luck. Um, but Drew Barrymore, I think, is, like, beyond our wildest dreams. <laughs> you never know. You know. You never know unless you ask. And sometimes, as I, as I said in the previous episode, they come to you. They find you. They do. And sometimes yeah, it's just it's just podcast serendipity. You just never know. It's uh, it's very strange. You know, if Drew listens to uh, or watches reality shows and happens to hear about our podcast somehow, even if you don't watch reality shows, screw it. We don't have to talk about reality TV with Drew Barrymore. We'll talk about whatever Drew Barrymore wants to talk about. If she wants to talk about the Leafs in her backyard for an hour and a half, I am here for it. Right. That I would and listen to that. We so, will have you on to maybe have a competitive proposal. Do you have like a white horse you could ride in on, or some sort of? I know we- I know some people at a horse farm in Glendale, so yes, <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will figure it out. Let me tell yes. you. So right. you had Joey on the show, and I did we listen did. to that that episode, oh, and it was you. so 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 fun. Oh, thank Who, you. Besides Joey. Who is your number one outstanding reality show guest that you would like to have on that you haven't that you that haven't I had like on? To have on? Um, okay, so let's see. I know I'll start with the fans because I know fans of reality TV would love for us to interview Lauren and Cameron from Love Is Blind, and we would love to do that too. I mean, who wouldn't? They are incredible, and their love story really did seem genuine for all like the reality TV 
scripting. But personally, so I've really gotten into House of Villains on E. I also big challenge fan. So I would love to interview either Johnny Bananas or Wes has been my favorite from the challenge from like day one and his transition from being like pretty much an asshole to like a really cool seeming dude. Johnny Bananas, I've been tweeting you and messaging you. (laughs) I love House of Villains. I'm a big fan on the challenge. I would love to see him on or Wes, even though he is technically retired from reality TV. Please, please, please grace us with your presence, guys. Anybody from House of Villains, we got to talk to Johnny Fairplay last week. We're talking to Shake tomorrow. So I am obsessed with this show as much as I am Love is Blind. So anybody from these shows, like we are so lucky to have them on or even get a response when somebody participates. So dream. It is living the dream when we get somebody on. Um, And now I feel like I became the interviewee, but let's get back to focusing on you because you have had so many cool experiences. I wanted to ask about uh, this show. I don't know if a lot of people have seen it, but I really liked it. 100 Humans, the Netflix show, it's kind of an experiment to see, like, how would you describe it? Like social interactions and how people yeah um, it's a it's a social it's a social experiment show it's very scientific and educational but so fun uh they have uh as in the title 100 humans 100 people randomly selected from all different cultures and backgrounds and heights and looks and all the things and they are they do various sciencey things <laughs> they're not really they they are challenges but not in a reality really a reality show okay. not a not a competition way they're not um, fear it's, it, they're, they're, no no they're not fear factoring no 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 definitely not i was in contention to be one of the 100 humans and it and it came down to a point where <laughs> they just want to say there's Hi, mom. It's literally people like walking on the sidewalk outside our house. We moved from, I lived in the country for a very long time. We had no neighbors. Now we have neighbors left and right because we live in an apartment and a very bad location in the complex. And it's just, it drives me batty. So I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry to everyone. Please bear with me. They are adorable. They are rescues with a lot of unpacked baggage. Anyway, 100 humans. Uh, it happens to the best. Uh, even, you know, I, I, um, I'm a big fan of Whitney Cummings and I listen to her good for you podcast all the time. And, and her dogs are always making appearances too. Um, so yeah, you so can't avoid no, it unless you go work in a professional studio and who can do that? Yeah. Not at this time. And she least. does. And it still happens. So, yeah. well, she probably, uh, her dogs you know, too. I was not chosen to be one of the 100 humans, but I was, uh, I participated in a segment where, it was about bias, and essentially, there were a few of us, myself and two other people, that would pop up quickly with either a phone or a gun. It had to do. It, it was about racial bias, and I. I uh, it was a very fascinating segment to take part in. Uh, I believe the the credit that actually 
that that ended up appearing uh, on my IMDb was uh, Call of Duty was like guy. Call of Duty player. Yeah. Which is essentially that's the way that they that was the essence of the segment is that is, is the way we're it looked but playing it's not Call really, of Duty yeah yes that's not what was happening but that's that's how they credited it but anyway the show was yeah I, I had a good time working on the show. <laughs>